Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive. Today, we welcome Craig Zawada from WMCZ Law Firm. And WMCZ is a finalist for the ABEX Award in Marketing. Good morning, Craig. Thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure. Glad to be with you. To start, could you tell us a little bit about WMCZ? Sure. Uh, well, WMCZ started as a much longer name. Uh, it was a firm called w- Wallace, Machisna, Clax, and Zawada, which for obvious reasons and to empathy for our receptionist, we changed it to WMCZ Lawyers after a few years. But we started in 1996, uh, myself and three of uh, my partners at another mid-sized firm in the uh, city had decided to go off on our own and uh, and start WMCZ. So those four partners and an associate and three staff started um, in September of 96, and we've since grown to, oh, we've got about 35 people here, including close to 20 lawyers and students, um, full-service law firm doing just about everything that uh, – that, uh, our clients need and demand, um, but trying to go after some of the non-traditional areas and emerging areas rather than just the same old things that uh, lawyers have traditionally done. Not a lot of law firms have custom t-shirts, Twitter feeds, and Facebook pages. Tell us a bit about the brand and, and how it's evolved, Greg. Yeah, and you know it's been a it's been a long evolution. Twenty one years is I guess is a long time for a business. Although in the legal world, when you start talking about firms that are decades or even centuries old, it, it's not that old. But when when we started, it was uh, it, it was partly driven by our life circumstances. The the four partners were f- fairly young and had young families, and we really wanted to find an approach to the practice of law that um, that allowed us to spend some time with our families rather than spending 3,000 billable hours at the office all the time. So we didn't know it at the time, but that was uh, a precursor of what you, what you later saw as work-life balance or quality of life issues that uh, have continued to, to flow through a lot of businesses, not just law offices. In the early days, we as a young firm, and frankly, we had no real plan. We didn't plan on growing to 20 or 40 or 60 lawyers. In fact, to be quite honest, I thought that after, if, if by the time I retired, we got up to six or seven or eight lawyers, we would have done our job. Well, we hit that within a couple of years and kind of blew through it. And after a few years, we came to the conclusion that, you know, we seem to be growing, we better start planning and doing something about it. Along with that, we we had a change of, of philosophy, uh, or maybe better say a change of approach. We, In the early years, we wanted to be like the big firms in Saskatoon and Saskatchewan and, and in Canada. And, and we patterned ourselves after them because we admired a lot of what they were doing and wanted to, to get like them. And then it was maybe 10 years or so ago that we came to the realization that those big firms are doing a pretty good job by themselves. The, the world doesn't necessarily need another one of them. They're, they're doing fine. And if we're going to try to differentiate ourselves and, and appeal to our clients and new clients, that um, maybe we should be looking at a different approach. And 
again, it wasn't through any massive focus groups or market studies that we did. We sort of looked at, looked internally to see what our people were like and the um, personalities that we had. And that, that ability to look and say we can be ourselves rather than going and copying others was really freeing in many, in many aspects. We decided that we needed to, um, we, we wanted to be approachable. We've always thought that we don't want to be a law firm where clients come in and think they have to genuflect at the door and, and uh, ask for permission that they can uh, speak to us or anything like that. We want to relate to them on a, on a human level. And, and re- really, it's very much a relationship-based business. Um, and as well, we always had a bit of a sense of humor about ourselves and more, more in a self-deprecating fashion. Uh, we've purposely never bought into cutting down lawyers or uh, lawyer jokes or things like that other than at our own expense. And and quite honestly, we we think we've got the the emotional capacity to be able to take a joke and and throw it at ourselves. And and when you when you combine that approachability and a bit of a sense of humor, um, try to be uh, leading edge without bleeding edge in terms of technology and everything like that. We we saw those aspects and pulled them together. And that's what we've built our firm around for over the last several years. Well, I'd say, you, you know, you've done a, in my opinion, anyway, you've done a, you've done a great job. It's, it's definitely uh, a delicate balance to be approachable and yet professional. Well, thanks. And you're right. It, it's a, it's a challenge. And, and the, the legal regulation has has progressed over recent years, but it's still a challenge because, you know, 20 years and 25 years ago, uh, you couldn't even have firm names that didn't have just people's names that were in the, in the firm. And there were vast restrictions on how you could market, what you could say in, in marketing. And there still are to, to an extent. Um, but we've always wanted to, uh, be able to treat it like a business and a profession rather than just uh, this this profession where nothing can ever change. And because it's 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 all about what the client needs. And and part of the problem that I think clients of law firms have always had is the transparency, trying to get information about what f- different firms do, comparing lawyers and um and again, we, we don't want to be going out and saying we're better than lawyer X or lawyer Y. Um, that's that's not our style. Uh, but we want to let them know what they're getting into. And and we, we're up front. We'll tell them if, if you're looking for a law firm where everybody wears three-piece suits and calls everybody Mr. and Mrs., um, we're probably not the firm for you. Uh, not that we're approaching it in an unprofessional manner. Uh, but we like to be a little bit more informal, but still professional. And uh, you're right; that that balance is is difficult to navigate. And um, I can't tell you how many ads and social media posts and everything like that we have on the cutting room floor because <laughs> we're we're just you know you just have something in the back of your mind that says I'm not sure this is appropriate. And so I'd rather I'd rather. Um, Air on the side of being professional rather than going over that uh, that uh, edge, but it's difficult in social media days. I bet, and uh, I, you know, it's it's 
it's rare that you find uh, a lawyer that's willing to give an opinion, never mind that you're actually giving away information and advice um, on, on, through the blog or through your YouTube or even um, on LinkedIn. Um, how, do you, how do you manage that? Or is that just part of your culture and you guys are... Yeah, and I think that's that's been one of the biggest changes that I've seen. I've been a lawyer now for 30 years, and and so it's been, you know, in in the early days, and most of my practice was in the area of intellectual property law. So I would have, you know, in the early days, I would have a client come to me and say, I need a non-disclosure agreement or a confidentiality agreement. Can you do up something for me? And I'd say, of course. Um, that doesn't happen very often anymore. Now, with the internet, particularly. If, if clients are coming to me on those at all, they're coming because they've already crafted a confidentiality agreement from, from the internet or put something together and they're maybe just asking me to take a look at it and see if there's any problems with it. And, you know, that's fine. That's, that's the way the world is. Um, I'm sure doctors are seeing the same thing with clients coming in and saying, I found this on, on WebMD. And the fact is, as much as we'd like to think that our knowledge base is controlled and we can then parcel it out for fees, that ship has sailed. And um, there's so much information that's available on the internet now, clients have a different problem. It's not finding the information, it's putting sense to the information or trying to uh, figure out how that uh, can apply to them or more importantly, how we can um, use our experience and say, well, yeah, we've seen this before, watch out for that, because that's the one thing that you can't get on the internet. I, I liken it to doing brakes on my on my truck. If, you know, I, I can go on the internet or, or YouTube and probably find out how to do the brakes on my truck if I have to change them. Am I going to do that? No, because I just don't trust myself to figure out that I'm doing it right. I'd rather have somebody who's an expert on that. Um, the world has changed that way. And so if we're not going to be giving them that information um, and, and allowing them to work with it and then come to us with the information that they or questions that they have, then we're going to lose them. So we hear a lot of uh, good things about creating content. And one of them is, of course, the reality is that Google loves it, loves it when you're filling your website with uh, a fresh blog. You got YouTube. So... Like if I search Lawyer Saskatoon, WMCZ is one of the front page uh, responses. Is that a benefit that you've seen or is that something you've intended to do as you've created this content? Yeah, very much so. When we, the, the current website, which is getting a little long in the tooth and we're now in the stages of, of re, uh, rejiggering that and probably coming up with a brand new format, but it was built around SEO and, and that kind of factor because, and, 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 and in, in the legal world, um, you have to differentiate between what I'll call consumer law and sophisticated law. And I, and I don't mean to disparage either, but mm -hmm. by consumer law, I mean things like a real estate deal or a simple family law matter or maybe a criminal law trial. Things that, um, that people run into, uh, they may not have a lawyer, it may be the only time they deal with a lawyer in their entire life, but they need help with that. Um, and then you have other things, more complex family law matters or mergers and acquisitions or extensive intellectual property registrations and such. Those are things that 
um, people are doing over and over and over. Website is is very good at being your faceplate to the world on things like consumer law. And in fact, we still find that even though that's not our focus, we tend to find that most of our inquiries in the website are for those consumer law areas, oh, okay. which which we're happy to help with. Um, but you also the, so the so the website has that role. But it also has the role of being almost a verifier or a uh, legitimizer for, for your firm. And so when we look at the metrics and visitors behind our uh, and who's visiting our website, and you, you can't tell who's visiting, of course, but you can tell locations and things like that. And so nobody's going to come to our website if they've got a $80 million IPO that they're doing. They are, they're not just searching around on Google for it. They're, they're asking colleagues or they may already have existing lawyers. But if they have been referred to us, they're going to tend to go to the website and just check up on us, you know, find out a little bit about the people that are here, what we've done, those kinds of, of aspects. And so we want to make sure that we cover that off as well. Try to make it a little bit entertaining and give a sense of what our firm is like as well. Um, but th those are the two aspects that our website does right now, pending trying to and, and that and the world and, and the legal industry in particular is moving towards a more um, web centric delivery of service. And again, that's going to vary depending on whether you're doing a simple incorporation or whether you're doing something more complex. That's where we're likely going to be moving in the in the future. But as far as as Google and SEO and everything else goes, that's you're right. That's a, if you if you leave a, a website stale and not unchanging, the indexing goes down. You don't get the same exposure, and so we've tried to make sure that we get as much information on there as possible. And in fact, that's been even more of a focus over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it may not be solely the intent. It also um, does position you and I don't know what businesses look for in a lawyer but it does position you as knowledge experts like when you talk about um, tips to, to name your business and the rest you talked about um, having a, a, a work-life balance uh, as, as one of the reasons the firm or sort of the the, the, the DNA or the foundation of the firm I'm curious because you have so much content how that works or how you manage that time and how you've chosen those different those different areas to focus on like video and blog and and keeping the Twitter feed up yeah and uh, someone I was at a seminar a couple of years ago and, and they said that the idea of the internet is to uh, entertain or inform and if you're not informing you better be entertaining them and so <laughs> and, I, and I took that to heart because if you if you know law in general is pretty dull in a lot of senses if it's something that's affecting you yeah you're going to be really interested in it but nobody's getting up at 3 a.m. to say, oh, I wonder what WMCZ's put on the website uh, lately, um, at least not right now. But so, but when you when you want to have that kind of attraction, yeah, it's simple text is not going to be good enough. You're going to have to go, and we've started to put more video on on the site and lead that because that's a lot of times what people will, will want and keep it short because people aren't going to spend a lot of time listening to you talk about family trusts if you can keep them for three minutes on family trusts, you've done a pretty darn good job 
But that's so we need to get into that multimedia aspect. Again, it also allows us to have a little bit more personal contact and and people can understand uh, personalities of lawyers and such. One thing that we've definitely found over the years is that there's there's two kinds of of um, marketing that that we need to do for uh, for WMCZ and for our lawyers to a large extent. In fact, I think still the majority is that law is a relationship based business and it is a lawyer based business. Most people, when you ask them, um, you know, who does your legal work, they'll mention the lawyer rather than the firm. Uh, and, and they see that very much so is that they have a lawyer rather than a law firm. That that differs somewhat, especially at the institutional level. If we're acting for larger companies, then they'll say, well, we use WMCZ. But even then, they're more comfortable and more appropriate dealing with um, one or two lawyers at the firm. So when we're doing our marketing, we have to make sure we recognize that the the institutional marketing of WMCZ is through things like the website and sponsorships and community um, sponsorships and all that kind of thing. But um, the individual marketing is probably even more important. So we have to give the tools to our own lawyers and especially teacher teaching younger lawyers marketing uh, techniques that older lawyers might have just picked up over the years. Um, But you can still tie things like the website into that so that when people go there, and that's really the reason why we have um, much less formal bios on our lawyers on our website than, you know, we, we went to a thing with kind of five or six trivia items or favorites that that people have. Again, so people can get a bit more sense of what the lawyer is all about and hopefully develop some rapport with them moving forward. So you have you have um, explored a lot of different channels. You're on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. You have um, the blog and and YouTube. What what do you find is is working for you right now? You talked a, a bit about a move toward video. Is that um, something that you're getting good response to? Or yeah, video is is definitely uh, picking up. And it, it's a lot of work, a lot of time that has to go into it. So we're still in the early stages of that. But I only see that expanding. Um, our social media has tended to focus on more um, business-oriented types of approaches because, because again, it, it fits our model better. We're not some some law firms are a um, a very high volume, low margin kind of business. They might make their money by crunching through zoodles of real estate deals in a month or doing lots of lower end divorces or things like that. There's nothing wrong with that model, but it's not ours. We, we tend to do a more hands-on kind of thing and, and a lot more business-oriented work uh, and people who work in businesses. It's not just that we're just doing business law. Um, so we find that Twitter and LinkedIn are probably the bigger focuses on on that. Facebook we tend not to use as much because it is, I think, a more personal and a more consumer-oriented area. Certain lawyers who work in those areas, like family law lawyers, will tend to use Facebook a little bit more. But as a firm, we usually use 
um, or we, we, t- we stay away from that. that. And that's part of the problem, too, is that the fragmentation of social media makes it difficult to figure out where you're going to go. You know, you could go Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook <laughs> and everything along those lines. And, yet, and there's just not enough resources to to be able to devote to it. So we, so we want to concentrate on certain ones, see what the metrics show, and then uh, adjust or change course as needed. But... Um, that, that's part of my role that I've taken over. And, and I, I've got two major roles at the firm, and, and they sort of play into each other. One, one is the, the online marketing, so the website and social media and everything like that. The other, though, is that about a year, year and a half ago, the firm decided to create something called WMCZ University. And WMCZU is a formal curriculum and set of courses for our people that teach them everything they didn't learn in law school or business college. So things like marketing, how to uh, manage client expectations, how to write for judges, um, all those kinds of things that you, in the past you learned through osmosis or or um, at the feet of the people who supposedly knew what they were doing through the articling process. Uh, but it was a rather random process because until a file came along on those areas, you didn't really have an opportunity to learn it. So so one of my roles over the last year has been to develop this curriculum of courses, which is aimed at our articling students, but also younger lawyers and anybody in the firm. And so we'll have full sessions of half-day classes on those topics and otherwise. Um, to allow us to be able to show that show our clients that we are taking it seriously uh, in terms of, of teaching people. Um, the advantage, though, and the, the offshoot of it is that it provides content for online. So we record all of the, the videos, and although I'm still in the process of doing editing from our first round of that, the idea is that we'll be able to take either snippets of that, put it on the website, maybe make some available to clients if it would be an area of interest, even package them as webinars that we can then um, market to to other law firms and other lawyers around. So um, that's been a big focus and probably something that's unique in the legal industry in terms of having that that formal education process, but something that's excited us quite a lot. Yeah, that is really fascinating. I love that idea. And I love the idea of, you know, uh, creating that, um, that intelligence base or that knowledge base that, because once you've gone through that work um, next year, it's going to be that much easier when you have a, a, a new uh, graduate come in or you want to share that information. You just need a little bit of, of, of updating there. You say you're it's capturing that on video. Are you, are you doing that um, in a sophisticated way or, and, and I don't mean that it, that, yeah. you're not, that you're not sophisticated, but I mean like a big production or, again, much simpler? Yeah, it's it's simpler at the moment. You know, we're using a, you know, a couple of cameras and recording video and audio and then uh, packaging and, and see how it how it turns out. Because as we're going through this whole video process, we're learning a lot. Part of our part of our approach on our video has been to purposely lo-fi it a little bit. That is, we, we don't want to make it look like, um, like James Cameron directed it or anything like that. We, we don't want to make it look like, um, bad cable news on 
2 a.m. either. Uh, but we sort of embrace the fact that we're we're just developing this, and and we want to play around with the tools, use it in a bit of a humorous fashion, and but still get the information across. Because again, I think it fits into our our branding of how we want to be approachable and someone that people can see as peers rather than superiors. Yeah, it, it it's a it is a fine balance, and I find you've you've created a you're in a good spot because you don't want it to be like you said really slick, and uh, then then it uh, discourages you from trying it because of course the costs are going to go up much higher, but it also feels a little bit more I don't know like I'm being advertised to as opposed to getting some some real advice from from a lawyer and uh, putting it out there yet at the same time you don't want that sound quality to be bad because people have no time for that kind of thing how how is how is your productions how are your productions being done like when you do your youtube videos is that um just yourself putting that together or is there a pretty pretty much literally uh, you know i part of Part of being a geek and a, and a <laughs> computer hobbyist is that I, I kind of just like working around with this stuff. So literally a green screen studio made up in my basement is where some of them have been put together and then playing around and still very much in the experimentation phase to see how things work out. You know, we did, we've done it. Um, it, it the ideas kind of came about when... We were involved with the Saskatoon Corporate Challenge for several years up here too, and and one of the one of the uh, competitions in that was development of a video, uh, and the crowd here really took it to heart and did some really neat stuff in terms of developing a rap song and and <laughs> stuff like that 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 really came out well and again reflected who we were, and uh, and we saw that and we 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 got great feedback on it and realized that again. People are looking for, they, they need adequate pr- production values. Um, they, we don't want to put anything out that's cringeworthy, obviously, but um, it, it's more important to have that information out there in, in a form that's accessible. And so that's what we've been aiming at. And um, it's 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 uh, it's neat that you're willing and your firm is willing to just go out and try it. Do you have any thoughts or advice for other businesses that um, are you know just not maybe as brave or courageous as yourself about how to get into this? Well, the ready fire aim approach has always been <laughs> something that's been near and dear to my heart, and especially when you're dealing with the internet, because something that is hot or working today could be completely dead or uh, overused within three months. So that, the, and that's, that's a thing that we've had to get used to because again, it goes counter to the general training and experience of lawyers. We're, we're supposed to be very careful. We're supposed to not jump to conclusions. We're supposed to do things that are safe and, uh, and not get people into trouble. And, and we still do that. Obviously we, we have to, um, but that's not the way the internet works. And, um, and so it goes back to that balance that you can go too far and start just throwing everything out and as ideas and end up in real trouble. And, uh, and, as a bencher with the law society, I'm the last person that wants to get into trouble with the law society. So you have to be, have to have some uh, yeah. appropriate safeguards there. Um, but you have to try. And and I think again, don't be afraid to 
um, try things, but also don't fall in love with your ideas. As I said earlier, we've got so much stuff on the cutting room floor that I look at it and I still just laugh uproariously because I laugh at my own jokes. But, <laughs> um, but I know that if I put that out there, it would it it without context, it could be taken the wrong way, and we have to be really careful that we don't go over that edge. So, is it tough? Yes. Does it mean that a lot of stuff? just gets wasting in time or if at least if you're looking at it in the sense that there's nothing at the end of the day yeah but that's the way of the world these days <laughs> well we often hear from people that they're reluctant to um uh say things just because of the 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 legal consequences of it but if a lawyer can do it anyone can <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious how do you how do you measure that sober second thought like you say you've got stuff on the cutting room floor well obviously it's things that came to you and you sort of thought it was a good idea and then did you just do you have a cooling off period after you do it and go hmm, or do you have checks and balances you go through yeah the cooling off period is part of it um yeah i, I even even in my own day-to-day practice, I tend not to like to fire off letters the same day, even though <laughs> it, it, it's easy to do. I like to at least sleep on things, and oftentimes I'll look at them in the light of a new day and think, oh, I could probably do that differently. So so for marketing, we'll do the same thing. We also have an advantage. You know, we've got a lot of people around here uh, so that we can and, – and, and that that's a double-edged sword because – if you can get too much committifying of of things so that uh, everything gets watered down to become so bland that you, you don't have any great results. But the fact that we have a, a like-minded group of people who are willing to push the, the boundaries a little bit uh, helps immensely, um, but still gives you that sober second thought so that you can... Um, in the early days, you know, one of the first things that we did was in um, was Saskatchewan Business Magazine, which we still advertise uh, in. We would always try to come up with some humorous ads, and uh, and I, th- I think came up with some really good ones. And in fact, in the early days, we would literally sit around the table, and this was when we had far fewer lawyers, and just bounce around ideas. We had to get develop thick skins because. People would say, "No, that's a crazy idea, or that's terrible." Or, but, but good stuff would emerge. Um, so we put the time into it. Um, but if, if, if I, if it was only me, and if it was only my opinion, I'm, I'm generally a cautious guy by nature, anyway. So I'd probably hold back something there. But I think I would likely get in trouble if I didn't have somebody to bounce it off of. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. Um, I have just one last question, and that's uh, one I ask everyone: is sort of uh, looking back. What what uh, what do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned in doing all the marketing for WMCZ? Um, be yourselves. Um, you know, don't try to be something that that you're not. Uh, the fact is that people these days have a pretty sensitive BS meter on on things and. Uh, you alluded to it that that folks know when they're being sold to or being given something that you're not going to be able to live up with. And marketing has always got a bad rap that it's a making up things and overhyping and uh, things that you're going to be delivering. Um, that's always a fine line in, in itself. Um, but don't if you go out there, be yourself. Take take an inventory of what your strengths and weaknesses are 
and then use them. Um, and I think that made the biggest difference when when we decided to uh, not try to be stuffy, formal lawyers and just embrace the fact that uh, we could be friendly and approachable and um, hopefully we'll continue to do that. Well, I really encourage people to check out your website and see uh, some of the work you've done. It, it's really great, and I'm sure there's lots of great ideas there. Uh, I wish you all the best, Craig, uh, as a finalist for the ABEX Marketing Awards. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thanks, David. It's great. <laughs>